This is CliffCentral.com. Whether you're driving or flying, here's all you need to know about transporting Rufus and Sylvester. Welcome to Pause for Thought, brought to you by PetHeaven.ca.za, your one-stop online pet shop. Pet Heaven's scheduled deliveries will not only save you time and money, but will take all the hassle out of remembering to buy pet food. Go to PetHeaven.co.za now and sign up to the newsletter to get the best deals on a wide selection of toys, treats and accessories. Today we're going to chat a little bit about putting your doggy into the car. Is it something that comes naturally to your dog? You know, you, you sometimes open the door and they jump in and absolutely love it with their heads out the window, feeling the breeze. However, some animals can be really problematic in transporting. And there are things like um, car sickness to take into account, etc. So chatting to Kathy today, renowned dog trainer in South Africa. Kathy, in your experience, do you find dogs prefer, generally prefer being in a car or do you find a lot need coaxing? I think it's half-half or maybe even more. There are a lot of dogs that absolutely adore the car. But sadly, these days I'm seeing more and more dogs that are getting really car sick. And it's been a worry of me. I keep trying to, I would like to do a little uh, test sometime to find yeah. out. I'm, I get these people arriving at training and the dogs are drooling and they say they're mm. so car sick and they hate getting in the car. And I believe these days it's got something to do with cars. I think they're more calm, you know, they're much smoother. And I think yeah. they cause the dogs a lot of being, you know, car sickness. It's, that's, a, that's actually quite interesting that you raise that because um, I myself can experience car, car sickness. Mm. And I used to find when I was growing up that being in an automatic car mm. made it worse. The smoothness of the car, the car's movement made it worse somehow. Yes. And I'm, I'm convinced that this is playing a lot towards the number of dogs that are car sick. Mm. I also think it's got a lot to do where the dogs are kept. These days we have these massive big SUVs and the dogs are put right in the very, very back in a tiny little area, usually facing the wrong way. So they've got this, they're going backwards. Backwards movement. They've yeah. not got the wind on their face and the smooth ride. And I'm, I'm almost sure that's got a lot to do with it. Gosh. It's very interesting. Well, we look forward to a little study from you. That would be great. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. I, um, sorry, I also just mm. think that um, uh, the other thing, it's, it's, I said the placing of the dog, just put it a little bit closer to the, maybe on the back seat or something like that, I think would be better. If, if I think about my dog, my miniature pincher, I don't really have much control about mm. where I put him in the car. He okay. decides, which is probably... A big mistake. I did try to buy him one of those car holder, those yes, seats. Yes. And, um, that didn't work out very well. Let's just say that he ended up outside of the box, still with the lead on. Yes. Which wasn't, which wasn't great. But I did find that putting his basket, um, or his little bed mm. on the passenger seat. Right. That's now where he knows his place mm. is and that's where he sits down and eventually settles. Yes. I'm not always so happy with dogs being on the front seat because mm. in an accident they will be thrown forward or you stop suddenly they get thrown forward. Right. And there's also the airbag issue to take well, into control. Well, this is it. So I prefer dogs to be on the back seat if possible and then tied down. So they're either in a crate. Some dogs, you know, people put them in a crate. Others put a car harness on. You can get a harness and then attach it and put it into the seat belt or just put a harness on, attach the lead to the handle of the door and then they're safe there or put your, your bed on the back seat so the dog is in a safer zone. Mm, mm. 
Okay, so there are lots of little gadgets and things that you can mm. use in a car and go, just going online um, to look at something like that. There are plenty of straps and boxes and leads and yes. even quite interestingly for cats, these, you know, the new trend is these suction caps to put onto the window yes. so your cat can chill in the, <laughs> I know in the window, the transparent yes. thing. All of that aside, what happens if you've got a dog that simply doesn't even want to get into the car? Well, then you've got to try and really make it nice for the dog. You've got to understand the dogs, some dogs, their first visits where they left their, their, their litter mates and their mother. So that's a, not a nice thing. So okay, going in the car. It's like a psychological yes. thing. Attached. And then the next visit was probably to the vet where they mm. had the jabbing and all that. So suddenly now that dog says, I don't like this car. So I often say to the people, it's not a bad thing if you've got a dog that really hates the car. Feed it in the car. Every single meal in the car for the okay. next two weeks odd. And so the dog learns where if I get in the car, I'm going to get my food. If I don't get in the car, I'm not going to get my food. You've got to be a little bit tough on that one. And eventually the dog learns to associate the car is not a bad thing. But then you also got to do it very slowly. You put the car, the dog in the car. You just reverse up and down for a while or just start with turning the engine on. Mm-hmm. Then you reverse slowly. Then you go around the block. And then you go around the block again, sort of thing. Yeah. You very slowly build up the dog that the car is not a bad thing. And once the dog learns that going in the car, the end of the journey is fun, that's when they start liking liking the car. So in that case, I suppose it would be um, a really good idea to not always just have your dog in the car when you're taking him to the vet. Absolutely. So to break up those trips mm-hmm. with fun things like going to the park, exactly, etc. Or going to fetch your child from the school, take it out, let everybody say hello, or something like that. So that's a fun outing for the dog. Mm. You know, if you're going up to the shops to buy some milk and you've got somebody who could sit with the dog in the car while you pop in, something like that. I don't advocate leaving a dog in the car, but if it can be a fun journey, all the better for the dog. So let's look at that, leaving a dog in a car. Obviously, the first um, thing that comes to mind, the first danger and threat is if um, you you have your car parked in the sun, even not necessarily. You may have been driving around in the sun, you park in the shade, but the car is still retaining heat. Mm. You crack open the windows a bit. Is that ever enough? What are the dangers? There are a lot of dangers. The temperature in a car can rise extremely quickly. And you might think, as you say, you parked in the shade in that, but that heat can still build up. Dogs are now panting and they get their core temperature goes up very quickly, far higher than we humans do. Mm. So you think it's cool. You think your dog's okay. It's not. Mm. It's not a good thing. To say the quickest I would be was to run in and run out sort of thing. Yeah. But um, not a good plan to leave dogs long time in the car. Yeah. What about long trips? So what about traveling on holiday with your pets? And in fact, a long trip can start right from the beginning. If you have bought or adopted a dog from far way away, yes. that first long trip mm-hmm. How again, that can be tra- yes, that can be traumatic and can be a reason why a dog again doesn't like the car. Yeah. But you put the dog in, you make it comfortable, either in a little, uh, if you've got somebody who can put it on your lap or something to make the dog fun and have that it's a nice trip. Mm. I certainly wouldn't put a brand new dog right in the boot, as I said earlier, mm. and now it becomes such a trauma for the dog. Um, so make it nice. Everything's got to be nice, and have maybe have a tidbit and say, "There you are. It's okay. Are you managing?" Yeah, and definitely a good idea to have two people in the car. Very much so. Uh, you don't know how the dog's mm. going to react, and if it might jump underneath sure. into the into the, the well. That's, that's my biggest problem: is mm. these people that have their dogs on their laps and and they stop, and then the dog shoots down, and now they're under the pedals. No, no, 
Yeah. Um, I have quite strict instructions about where dogs should be, and I don't like them in the front personally. Yeah. Now, Kathy, is there medication that a dog could take if you if you know that your animal is going to be car sick? Yes. Is there something that you can take that's pre- preventative, like humans take? Yes. There's a product on the market called Eco Travel. Eco is the name of the whole range of things, and there's Eco Travel, which you can give to the the dog. It's got special homeopathic stuff in, so it's not a drug, um, which can help. Uh, to to calm the dog down in in traveling, the biggest problem, of course, is the ears. Like with humans, it's the balance of the ears which causes right. them to be sick. So you need to again, they need to be facing front. They need to have all this to help them not get uh, car sick. And Maori biscuits work. Oh, really? Mm. I also say to people, don't. You know, a lot of people say, I'm going on a trip or something. I'm going to starve my dog. Now, think of us when we haven't eaten, we feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. So now we're saying to the dog, right, you're feeling, you know, we're not going to feed you. So now the dog is nauseous and that's when they drool and they dribble. Yeah. So I would say a little bit of Maori biscuit, a little bit of sugar water. And you give that to them and that just settles the stomach. Ah. Good old-fashioned remedy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, let's talk about even further travel, even mm. longer travel. Mm. So now one is moving from Joburg to Cape Town, relocating, or perhaps even overseas. It's not as simple as just uh, booking a, a ticket for your dog. No. There are lots of things to take into consideration. The crate that you carry your animal in has to be of a very high standard and specific Correct. standard. Correct. What are all the things that we need to consider? If you're going overseas, I advise people to go to a reputable service that does this for people. they pet travel services, and there are quite a few around because you need your paperwork to be done. They have to know their inoculations are up to date. Size of the crate, as you said, very important, and it's got to be safe because you've heard these horrific things where the crate falls and they break open and the animal escapes. So there's a whole process. So if you're going overseas, you need to go through a pet travel agency. Yeah. You cannot do it on your own. And then you've got to know what the airlines say. Are you allowed to do this? What 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 is expected? Local travel on an airline, again, go to the airline, ask them what their conditions are because a few of them will allow a little dog in the cabin with you, but on, you know, in a crate. Um, but most dogs will go into the hold. Mm. And again, there, there are some airlines that allow you to perhaps sedate your animal. There are some that won't allow you. Mm. They want the dog to be um, not sedated yeah. in case something happens. I um, I myself relocated from Johannesburg to Cape Town mm. and then two years later back again with five pets, mm. four of them cats and one the little dog. Right. And uh, I must say it was probably the most traumatic experience yes. for me <laughs> to Absolutely. go through. Absolutely. Um, having them in a crate, I know that they're not happy about it. Having them put into the hold of an airplane, mm. the noise must have been insane. Mm. And it was just really quite traumatic for me as a pet owner. You do need to prepare animals before they do that flight, especially a long-haul flight. Now, yours was Cape Town to Joburg. Think Mm -hmm. of the dogs that are going overseas. You need them to get uh, used to being in the crate, long time in the crate. So that's where you slowly start at nighttime, putting them in the crate, spending more time in that crate. So they, the crate becomes like their second home to them. All right. You you don't just bung them in at the last moment. <laughs> yeah. And what I found for sh- shorter trips, mm. but too long for the car, really. Yes. Um, I also I used a service there yes. where they would be put into a van in the crates and and driven um, all the way through with no stops. You know, you yes. traveling yourself, you want to have these breaks and sure. Sometimes that's not a good idea mm. when you've got animals. Um, dogs, okay, you can let mm. them out to yes. 
um, walk around a bit. But with cats, you just need to get them there as quickly as possible. But you can harness train a cat to walk on, on a on a Well, now that's lead. another whole story. <laughs> and there are people that have done it and they stop and they take the little kitties yeah. out, you know. So it can be done, but I hear you. At least with on a trip in the car, you can stop. And in fact, you should stop every hour, let the dog out, walk it around. On a lead, of course, mm-hmm. because things happen. You doesn't matter how obedient your dog is. Yeah, do not leave it off a lead if you're going on a trip. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk a little bit more about the crates themselves. Mm. Um, they can be really expensive. Yes, as soon as you start um, sticking to the standards and and the measurements, because you you especially for a dog, you would need to measure its standing height. Correct. It needs to be able to stand in the crate. Yes, um, and there are a whole lot of um, you know, things to consider. Yet there are also the materials that it's made out yes. of. So you do get plastic crates, but they mm. tend to be top of the range and very expensive. Yes. Wooden ones, I found somebody who made them yes. um, specifically for me, and then I was able to sell the crates online after that. I think that's an excellent idea, and that's probably the way to go. You get a very good crate, and then you sell it afterwards. Plastic crates, yes, a lot of people use them, but once in a while they have broke you know dropped broken or mm-hmm. whatever and i have to say dropped yes they things happen they these airlines can drop a crate well there was a story quite recently um and i myself had a, a show on cliff central called mm. heavy petting mm. and at the time um i heard this horrific story of this little dog who'd got out at or tambo during transport and um he was running around the the, the tarmac unseen for quite a few days mm. I know it's happened. It's not the first time. There's been similar incidents at at most of the airports. So you have to be careful with your crate and make sure that it's safe. Mm. So I think, yes, going to a reputable crate maker Mm. or even looking online because these are things that people need to either buy quickly or get rid of quickly. And and they tend to have only been used once or twice. Correct. So it's quite a good idea to get them circulating online. I've noticed sometimes people who have... There are two or three big dogs in the back of a bucky. Yeah. Mm. And that makes my stomach turn. Oh, mine too. I don't like it. And it's particularly if they're not restrained. They, they're moving around and then the car stops and they're thrown forward or they're thrown backwards. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I really don't as like it. As much as the dog looks like he's really enjoying mm. it. Um, I just know too often things happen so quickly and those dogs are injured or killed or they see somebody, they want to jump off at another dog that's on the side of the road. I would advise people, please don't put them on the back of buckets, unless it's an enclosed one, you know, with a door. Yeah. <laughs> and also your, your animal's behavior can, can change unpredictably all of a sudden. Yes. You may drive with the back window open of a car, mm-hmm. and your dog usually sits quite still and, and is well behaved. Yes. They might see another dog in a park. Exactly. And jump straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of a moving car. And that's why I also don't believe, I'm glad you brought that up, I don't believe in having the windows full open. Mm. And I don't like dogs with their heads out because the, there's so much grit that could come into their eyes and that. It's it's quite dangerous. I've seen dogs that have had horrendous eye injuries with, with something from, from the wind when they had their heads out the window. So I don't advise it. So as, as much as it looks like it's fun for the animals, mm. it's, it's dangerous. dangerous. It's full dangerous. stop, yeah. Mm. To finish off, frequently asked questions about pets with trainer and behaviorist Kathy Clayton.
dogs can only see in black and white. Well, that is a myth, and it was widely believed for many, many, many years, but it's not true. Just like humans, all animals have rods and cones in their eyes. They do not have as many in their eyes as a human. So they do see color, but not in the depth the amount of depth of the color that we see. So they will see sort of a green, but not all those different shades of green or red and not all those different shades. So certainly they do see color, but not the depth of color that we see. So they would be able to see the difference between a ginger cat and a black and white tabby. Absolutely. Cats always land on their feet. Well, in most times, yes, but uh, there are many times where cats don't land on the feet. And sadly, that's when they get killed or they get badly injured. So it is a myth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pause for Thought, brought to you by PetHeaven.co.za. Never run out of pet food again with Pet Heaven's super convenient scheduled deliveries. Shop today and get 20% off your first scheduled delivery of premium pet products to your door. This is CliffCentral.com.